Welcome to another episode of my podcast of the show. Thank you for tuning in. In this episode, I really want to I want to do something new. So, right now, yes, there are some ATP tournaments. There is the only WTA tournament left for the year, and there are there have already been announcements that Djokovic will not play in the Masters 1000 from Paris in Bercy. And then Nadal will play. So Djokovic is not playing because he can't get any points there because of the new ranking system. And I think Nadal should be considered the favorite with Djokovic absence. I don't know who else is playing. But I think it's very important that Nadal is playing only because Nadal never won there. He never did. And now he has a huge opportunity to do so. Last year he made the semifinals and he was forced to withdraw before the semifinals because he had an injury. So, yeah, this is why I think that this could be Nadal's year to get it. I mean, Nadal has two Masters 1000 tournaments that he did not win in his career. Miami, where he made the finals five times. It's ridiculous that he never won. And here, Paris Bursi. These are the only two tournaments from this category that he is missing. So yeah. But and then obviously there is the tour finals in London. And it's gonna be interesting again to see who's playing there because we already know six of the players will be there. And the battle is between Andre Rublev. Bautista good Berrettini, but Berrettini's case is thin. He needs to win Paris Bursi to qualify. And I think Shapovalov is in the race. So yeah, we will see. But today I want to talk about, about greatness, about what makes a champion so so good, a legend. And I've already addressed that in my blog but i really want to talk about it right now so i had an article about longevity and how is that important when we define a champion when we define a legend in sports this is a huge thing that people might not realize so we say yeah oh my god this player is so good he has been so good throughout his entire career and you know that he won much but you don't realize how how crazy that is because it never happened before especially in tennis so right now the trident of ATP of masculine tennis Federer Nadal Djokovic there this is the big three and these are the three best players of all time there is no question there is no denying and Rafael Nadal just won his 13 French Open, 13, are you freaking kidding me? So, just to give you an example of how much that means, there are only 5 players, 5, who have more than 10 Grand Slams. Bjorn Borg with 11, Pete Sampras with 14, Djokovic 17 and Nadal and Federer with 20. Nadal has 13 championships at only one 
of those four Grand Slams. Wow, so he has... Can you imagine how many players, professional tennis players, stepped on the court of a Grand Slam? And Nadal has won 13 championships at one. Yeah, so that's dominance. That's something we will probably... I don't want to say that we will never see something like this, but it's hard to imagine. It's really hard to imagine. So, if you are a casual tennis fan, you should know that there are, uh, there is, are a lot of Australian people, both men and women, who have a lot of tennis records. Yeah, this is because, yeah, of course, Australia is a good tennis country. We never deny their talent and their resources and all their investments that they put into this sport but you should also know that there are a lot of tennis tournaments that have been held in Australia in the actually in the last century and other players were not able to travel there from different reasons money politics wars yeah so their records are obviously impressive but you could place an asterisk here on there on some of those records but man, these free players. So let's go back to longevity. This is something that we keep we keep players accountable for in order for them to become superstar at legends in their sport. They need to have this longevity. They need to play great for a long period of time. Like these free players did. The, so Nadal won the French Open, like right? 2020. The first time he won the French Open was 15 years ago, in 2005, 2005, the last, the first time he won the French Open. It's been 15 years. That's impressive, man. And yes, longevity is great. Cinderella stories are great. We have all kinds of examples of Cinderella stories. Leicester City, the soccer team from England, they won the Premier League in 2015-2016 season. And since then, yeah, they've been consistent in the Premier League. I mean, they didn't drop from there, but neither did they finish in the top three. If you want a tennis example, I would say Jennifer Caprietti. She was excellent, but she couldn't. She couldn't handle it. Well, as I said, on the other hand, we have athletes like Federer, LeBron James, Tiger Woods, Serena Williams, Tom Brady, if you want. I mean, these are all fantastic examples. So, yeah, Roger Federer did not play this year. He played in Australian Open, he got injured, underwent two surgeries and called it a quits this year. He's 39 years old he had the opportunity to become the oldest player to win a grand slam last year in wimbledon he was one point shy of becoming that so yeah he still could win a grand slam because he he proved that he was one point away of doing that last year and she said he said sorry that he's 100% and he's ready for Australian Open. So yeah, he will probably not be the number one favorite, but he's there. 
Rafael Nadal is 34 years of age. People always said that he's so intense and he gives so much on the court that he will not be able to sustain this level of greatness for decent periods of time, for decent 15 years since he won his first French Open. And yeah, he, of the big three, he was obviously the most banged up, injured player. He suffered a lot of injury. This is why he missed a lot of tournaments. And yeah, but he's still there. This is what I'm saying. Djokovic is 33 years of age. Yes, he's one year younger. He's not really that old. But yeah, Federer is also the oldest player to win a Masters 1000 trophy. At 37 years of age, he won 2019 Miami. It's incredible. Serena Williams. She's also... I don't want to say... Is he? Is she 39? Or 38? Yeah, no, she's 39. Her birthday was recently, one month ago. So, yeah! And she's still going for it. She's the oldest woman to win a Grand Slam. Actually. So, yeah, this, this is what I'm saying. We, we don't appreciate enough the greatness that the athletes display. The, those, they are masters of conservation, both mentally and physically. And yeah, you could make the argument, and it's a valid argument, that yeah, we live in the era of nutrition, every every player is more careful and there are more resources. They know more about what to put in their bodies. There are all kinds of recovery systems. So yeah, this is a new thing for the players and obviously they, they do that. They know how to manage their schedule. They know exactly what to eat, when to eat, how much to sleep, when to sleep, how to sleep. So yes, Jordan was great. His last ring, he won. He was 35 years of age. But he took a break, one and a half year break. LeBron James just won his fourth ring at 35 years of age, 17 season. In his 17th season. And the he, he only had one. And it wasn't really a major injury, significant injury if you want. Last season. And he was the finals MVP. He was the best player in the bubble, in the NBA, in the season. Third season, if you ask me. He should have won regular season MVP as well. So, this is incredible. We don't appreciate enough these kind of things. Because we take, the, we take these things for granted. We live in this era. Let's go back to things because I really want to focus on Tennis, this episode. The oldest Grand Slam champion is Ken Rosewall at 37 years. But this was back in 1972. I'm 100% sure that if you go, and I'm not sure I know that, if you go to see who played in that tournament, 90 or at least 85% of people are from Australia. Because as I said, traveling was much, much harder there then. But Federer is right there. He 
won Australian Open in 2018 at 36 years of age. A lot of people retire at that age. Or, okay, maybe they don't retire, but they are on the bottom of the rankings. He's still there. He's number four right now. This is incredible. I, I see this list I have in front of me. Oldest Grand Slam champion, Rafael Nadal is number eight. With this Roland Garros, when at 34 years of age. So this is incredible. I mean, this era of the big three will probably, I think, not probably, will go down in history as probably the greatest tennis era of all time. There are these people. So there is this website called Ultimate Tennis Statistics. Which, yeah, it's kind of nice, but I want to see also some women's stats here. And if you go to most records held by a player, the number is third. Roger Federer, obviously, is the first. He holds 339 records. 339. This is absurd. This is absurd. And he doesn't hold titles like records like most titles. Because you have Jimmy Connors there. But it's impressive. It's outstanding. What these people can do at this age. And I go back to my article. This is something that Longevity, I mean. It's one of the... So we hold people accountable, athletes accountable, but in the same time we don't pay that much attention to this. Does it make sense? You understand what I'm saying? And all these people said, I hate those questions, man. After they win, and, uh, or after they do something fantastic, they are like, oh my god, this is amazing, you are in your 17th season, you are in, you are 38 years of age, how more you will be doing this? Basically asking, dude, when are you going to retire? Bro, let them play, they are playing at a high level. I mean, LeBron James, he was asked, how many years can you do this? I mean, what kind of question is that? Let him do his job, let him do his thing, and then you can wonder. I mean, it's not like he's falling. He's still the best player in the NBA. At he's turning 36 in two months. Serena Williams as well. Oh, so you retired from Roland Garros. How long will you be able to do this? However she wants. How long she wants. Because she can and because she's good at it. And because she loves the game way too much. She want to... Australian Open is a pregnant. She was pregnant for crying out loud. And you ask her how long will you be doing this? She can do this when she's 60. I don't care. She will still be great probably. All the thing, the one thing that all these athletes have in common is probably the passion for the game they play. Because this is the thing that drives you crazy. And why are you still playing? Because players know that if 
they still have a chance to win big events. So why wouldn't they play? And they left it. They, they left all on the court. You see players that are mad, frustrated. They throw the game. They tank. What? Have you ever seen Nadal do that? Federer do that? Djokovic do that? I mean, well, okay, maybe they did when they were young. I don't care about that. But they're starting to win, and they never stopped. They dominate the sport since 15 years ago. We never seen something like that. And as I said, there is this big pressure of Serena Williams to surpass or to tie Margaret Court for most Grand Slams. Margaret Court is Australian. She played tennis long time ago. Yes, she was an excellent player, no denying. But as I said earlier, these Australian people have won a lot of tournaments and hold a lot of records because there were a lot of tournaments in their country and people from other countries were not able to travel there. If you see, watch Australian Open from where it started to the 50s, 60s, even 70s. 90% of the people are Australian. So what are we talking about? Yes, as I said, she, she, Margaret Court was a phenomenal player. But I don't think there is pressure for Serena Williams to prove something if she ties Margaret's record or even surpasses her. If she will do that, it will be utterly ridiculous, man, because she will be 39 and doing that. So, let these players play for how long they see fit. We've seen Dominic Thiem finally won his maiden Grand Slam earlier this year at US Open. Congratulations to him, he obviously played great, but as it says, every time you do something big, you have a small, small portion, percentage of luck. And yeah, Dominic Thiem had that, I mean, Federer didn't play, Nadal didn't play, Djokovic was disqualified. This is what it took for team to win. And I don't want to hold this against him because he deserved that. He will probably win more Grand Slams. He probably would hold the record of Grand Slams if Nadal, Djokovic and Federer were not playing in his era. This is how good he is. But yeah, the conditions were pretty favorable for this point of view. This is amazing. We don't appreciate this enough. We should. This is greatness at its higher level. It's elite level. If Nadal... So, all these free players, the big free, they are lacking, let's say, each of them is lacking one thing, I would say. So Federer does not have an Olympic gold medal. Neither does Djokovic. Federer has a doubles. I won't count that. I mean singles. This is Nadal advantage over them. And Nadal doesn't have World Tour finals, which is 
unacceptable. And as I previously said, Nadal is my favorite player, but I really hold this against him a lot that he does not have won the tournament. And in recent years, who won the tournament? Tsitsipas, Dimitrov, Goffin. I mean, yeah, good players, but great players, not on Nadal's level. So I really hold this against him. Djokovic is, if you want, a complete player. I mean, except for the Olympic gold medal, he has won everything. Literally everything. Grand Slams, each of them. But if you want to hold things accountable against Nadal, we should also praise his clay records. I think he holds all the records for clay. Most tournaments. And as I said before, think about it. There are only five players with more than 10 Grand Slams. In total, Nadal has 13 at one of one out of four events. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous when you think about it, when you process it. I mean, it's really ridiculous. So I have a... I was going through my old articles, as I said, on the blog. I really found... I found this one with longevity. And I wanted to address this because... It's really important. I really think it's really important. Billy Jean King said, champions keep playing un until they do it right. She has a lot of good quotes. And I found this article that I wrote earlier this year called Five Thoughts from Australian Open. And I, I want to go quickly through this. So the first one was can veterans like Vavrinka or Raonic push for a Grand Slam final again? I really believe that Vavrinka had a chance. This French Open Fall Edition. I really did. Raonic has a, had resurrected in Cincinnati where he played the final. But then disappointing results at US Open, at French Open, at Rome. Really disappointing results. Yeah, my second thought was that team is getting closer. Because he made the final at Australian Open and was very close to defeat Novak Djokovic. And yes, he finally eventually won the US Open. The third thought what was, a, was that I titled it What a Resurrection from Zverev. And indeed, I mean, after he made semifinals at Australian Open, he made the final to US Open, his first Grand Slam final. He really played great. And recently he won his 12th ATP title in Germany. So congrats to him. The fourth was Garbine, Muguruza and Conchita Martinez are back together. And yeah, I really had high hopes for Muguruza after the Tosuyan Open run. And I don't want to say that she was a disappointment, but yeah, her performance for the rest of the season did not match her Australian Open performance at all. And the fifth thought was, well, what do you know? We have a new women's champion. And Sofia Kenin. And she became the 11th different woman since 2017. So, 11 out of the last 13 to win a major. Was she a surprise champion back there? Back then? For sure. But she was in the final at French Open as well. 
And I really did not see that coming. Congrats, hats off to her. But I, I really did not see that coming. Very impressive. Very, very impressive. And what do you know? We have another new women champion. In Iga Zviontek, the one who defeated the favorite, Simona Halep. And he had an amazing run, an amazing run. Hasn't, haven't lost a set. The most difficult set she played was the first set of the final 6-4 against Kenin. So, congratulations to the young teenager. So, I also have an article here that I wanted to address really quickly. I posted it on this year, 5th January. Man, things were really good back then. Seems like 11 years ago. I titled the article Five Questions for the 2020 Season. First question. Can someone outside the Big Three win a major? So, out of four major tournaments this year, we had three. Wimbledon got cancelled for the first time in history. Austrian Open was won by Novak Djokovic. Then US Open was won by Tim. Congratulations to him, as I said, but conditions were favorable. Two of the big three have not played that tournament and one got disqualified. And the French Open was won by none other than Rafael Nadal. And I mentioned in this little piece that the people who have the most chances are probably Tim, Zverev and Medvedev. Medvedev, which with a very disappointing 2020 season after a phenomenal end of 2019. Zverev was close. He was in the final at US Open. But yeah, both Zverev and the team did not play that good at French Open. I mean, Zverev was sick and he lost to the young and up-and-coming Italian Yannick Zinner. And team was really exhausted and lost against his good friend Diego Schwarzman. The second question was, can Mori be back in top shape? And I really said to say that we will probably never see Mori back in top shape. He won last year Antwerp, which is actually underway right now as we speak, but he does not look good. He is not healthy and he was asked, who do you think will retire first between him, Federer, Djokovic and Nadal? And he said, well, if you, man, I'm not quoting right now because I don't remember exactly. He said, well, Federer is the oldest one, but if I can't get healthy, it will probably be me. He said something like that. The third question was, will Serena Williams win her 24th Grand Slam title. And she was close. She was really close. She made semifinals at US Open where she lost against her old rival Victoria Zarenka. And, US, and French Open, unfortunately, she had to retire. But she was close. And this is what I'm seeing. A testament to her greatness. 39 years of age. And she made the semifinals at the US Open. 
I think she was 38 at the time, but doesn't matter. The fourth question, wow, and I really said that, wow, I really wanted to see that. Is there a W rivalry waiting to happen? As my rivalry was Naomi Osaka versus Bianca Andreescu, and I'm, I'm really sad that Bianca Andreescu has not played a game this season. A single game, a single match, a single point. And I am so looking forward to her coming back because no one could beat her, if you remember. She won almost every tournament she played in. It's ridiculous. I'm really disappointed and I'm sad and I'm praying for her that she will come back healthier and better than she was. Because she's only 20 years old or 21. Osaka, Osaka came to play. She won the US Open. Unfortunately, she got injured, so she didn't play in that the French Open, but or Rome. But she played great the US Open, and she won it, her third Grand Slam title. Man, but I really want to see this rivalry. I really want this to become a rivalry. There is still hope because they are very young. And. The fifth question was, who of the big three will end up with more Grand Slams? And what do you know? Federer hasn't won any. Nadal and Djokovic both got one. And actually Nadal tied Roger Federer for most Grand Slams with 20. Rafael Nadal has won 100 or 101 matches won at French Open. And only two losses? Isn't that unbelievable? Isn't that amazing? So yeah, if I had to do like uh, five thoughts from, not this season, because this season hasn't ended yet. I'll probably do that at the end of the season after London. But I, I don't know what my thoughts would be after this crazy month and a half that was with French Open and Roland Garros. I mean, yes, can anyone stop Djokovic and Nadal? No. The answer is no, because no one beat them. They were not defeated. I mean, okay, Djokovic got defaulted. Nadal hasn't played. Djokovic won Cincinnati, won Rome. Nadal won French Open. So yeah, we saw that Wawrinka and Raonic and Chiric and players like that are not that good. One thought would be that what the hell is happening with Daniel Medvedev? Yeah, I really don't know. So yeah, a lot of things went in this episode. We talked about longevity, some things that happened this season, records, oldest tennis players to win events but and I want to say that one more time we don't appreciate enough how good these players are and for how long they've been good and for how long they've played at an elite level it's amazing it's really amazing to see thank you so much guys for listening to this if you are listening on Spotify 
please follow me there if you're listening on YouTube. Like the video and subscribe and share it for your friends to see it. Thank you so much. See you in the next episode. Peace!